0: Hey, what is up, OGs and converts? This is the Leafs Combo Podcast for Oak Ridge Ford in London, Ontario, oakridgeford.com. I'm Norm, along with Mike. The Leafs in the aftermath of a big trade deadline, losing two in a row. One to Montreal, another to Calgary. Mike, we're heading into the home stretch towards the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The Leafs have all of their players in tow pretty much. I mean, what are your thoughts post trade deadline and going forward here into this, uh, you know, final few weeks of the regular season?
1: Well, the game against Montreal was an inconsistent effort. They they started real slow. Montreal scored the the first two goals, and then the Leafs did well to fight back and tie the game, but then gave up. The game winner I think was about a minute after they had tied the game, so they, they did all that work to 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 get even, and then you know a, a bad uh, a turnover and Josh Anderson goes down and blows it by uh, Campbell. So um, you know, I, first of all, I'm not really concerned. They have a they have a pretty big lead in the division, uh, mm-hmm. seven, seven points now. Um, you know, they're not completely whole because Nylander has been out for a week because of the COVID protocol and apparently he's been negative so that he doesn't have it um we'll get into the COVID stuff a little later mm-hmm. but uh, you know he'll be there but you know Felino is, is I guess either on his way or already in Toronto and that means you know he starts a seven-day quarantine and Ben Hutton who they acquired from Anaheim the same thing mm-hmm. and Sheldon Keith has started to sort of rotate some people in and out of the lineup. They, they gave Jason Spezza a night off uh, on, on Tuesday against Calgary uh, in the second of back to back. And they played Scott Sabarin for the Mm -hmm. first time this year. And he got into a fight with Milan Lucic. But after the game, he said, well, you know, since I'm going to have some extra bodies around, I'm going to mix them in and give some of the, maybe some of the veteran players or some of the guys who play a lot of minutes a day off. And, I don't think that's a bad idea as long as they maintain their position in the, in the North division.
0: This is the sneak show, the combo for Oak Ridge Ford, Norman London, Mike and Buffalo Ash is with us. So it's nice not uh, doing too much preamble or pre-show hype for this one. So this live endeavor is uh, pretty skinny in terms of viewership. Wanted to thank everybody for uh, being a part of our uh, trade deadline shows, plural Um, Tons of views, tons of listens on podcasts. Thank you so much to the OGs and converts. It's not so much how much play between now and and the end of the 56 Mm -hmm. or that they clinch this Scotia North. It's how they play. It's how they come together in order to be prepared for what's next. And what is not concerning Um, but you know, certainly part of the equation is what the hell is coming next?
1: Well, if you and I, you or I knew that, and we'd be making a lot of money, uh, a lot of money on lottery tickets and lottery numbers and things of that nature and predicting stocks. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like I said, the, the two game losing streak is not a concern. Um, you know, they play Winnipeg on Thursday, um, they may play w- Vancouver Saturday and Monday, but we don't know about Vancouver's situation because of them just coming back from uh, being shut down for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are still a number of players that are still on the COVID list. So I don't know if those games are going to get played or moved someplace. So the Leafs could have four or five days off if those games get moved to later in the season. Um, and that, that would be good in a sense, because then they get all their quarantine players back for the, the important three games against Winnipeg next week. I mean, right now I think the Leafs are just in a position where let's get our house in order. Let's get, let's get our new players in the lineup. They got David Rich in the lineup last night against Calgary. Um, you know, let's try to straighten out aspects of our game that have been, you know, woeful of late, and that's the power play Yeah, and get everything in place for a playoff run i think that's what is going to dominate the next three and a half to four weeks that's left in the regular season
0: you got to give keith credit he goes to his big money players no matter how much they struggle those are the guys on the power play those are the three uh who start the the overtime no matter how they had been playing in the previous 60. he keeps going back to his big money guys i give him credit for Throwing these dudes to the wolves, the results just aren't there. And, and some believe that it's time to shake the power play up completely, tip it on its head, add, add in guys you would never um, consider putting on the power play over the likes of a Matthews, Martyr, Riley, and these guys. However, uh, if this team is going to win a Stanley Cup, the big guys are going to have to lead the way. And he's hoping or hedging his bets that before the playoffs, these guys will somehow um, ignite again it remains to be seen.
1: I, I think the failure of the power play is tactical more than it is like talent-based. I mean, obviously when that power play unit or power play unit close to that and that they had two units going back and forth in the first quarter of the season and they were operating at almost a 40% clip. And now at the opposite end of the spectrum, they they, they scored two power play goals in a
0: month. Um, Can you give different personnel an opportunity to employ and execute those tactics? I, well, they have, they've, they've
1: mixed it up. I mean, they have Jake Muzzin on the point on the second power play when it was TJ Brody or um, Nico Lettinen when he did play on that second power play. So they are mixing it up. Galchenyuk has been mixed, mixed in. Robertson has been mixed in. So they are doing that. But in the end, it comes down to that number one unit. I mean, And remember, they've gotten away from what they did early in the season. Earlier in the season, they had Tavares on one unit. They had Matthews and Marner on the other unit. They split the time almost evenly. They were sort of a competition of which which unit was better, and now they've gone to the all you know all their eggs in one basket with Marner, Matthews, Tavares, uh, Riley, and somebody in front of the net. It's just not working. But it's not working because teams have discovered you know the Leafs enter the zone, they dish it off to Marner or Matthews, and they're on them immediately, and it, they, they're not giving them any time to set up or shoot. Mm-hmm. You know they're 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 fronting Matthews on the power play not to, to not let his shot get through. I mean they're just going to have to come up with some sort of solution in the next few weeks to be able to uh, adjust and and be effective on the power play.
0: Are the Leafs lacking a big bomber from the point? Someone who just has a complete Howard sir. Uh, uh, you know, that, that puck hits off the goaltender so hard that it's going to be bouncing all over the place. It just doesn't seem like any of the shooters strike fear in the hearts of the defenders. Well, I mean, the
1: power play was very effective over the last few years with Riley. I mean, Riley is not a boomer, he's never, never going to be a boomer, but he's been his 20 goal year. He scored a few play, a power play goals where he was just, you know, getting it to the front of the net, mm-hmm. getting it through the screen. Um, and it was, you know, he, he seemed to be able to have that ability to, to get that shot through. And that hasn't been the case this year. Um, Caleb in the chat says Sandine has a bomb. They're not going to put Rasmus Sandine, a 20 year old mm-hmm. untested rookie, into the top six to be a power play quarterback. So it's, it's Riley. It, it has to be Riley. And I, there's no other answer unless you go with five forwards and that's a defensive nightmare because then you you risk shorthanded goals going the other way so i I think you know riley is a good distributor of the puck and you know what you're gonna have to do is find a way to get matthews to get his shot to the net and to get marner to distribute and marner is not shooting much anymore it's marner Hmm. trying to pass the puck and he's got he was shooting more early in the year and he's got to keep
0: doing that we have to credit the opposition for making the adjustments and clogging up those lanes and um, projecting and forecasting what's going to happen. Because the Leafs, in a lot of ways, despite all the talent, are, uh, are very repetitive on, on the power play. The, the idea being that we're just more talented than you. We move the puck faster and we'll overwhelm you. Well, when you're playing the, the same team four times in 10 days, no matter how good that team is, their professionals and, and uh, the coaching staff and, and the personnel are going to figure out a way to, to to mitigate that success. On the flip side, when the the curtain raises on the border and this playoff happens, and you know uh, you know everything's amplified, and um, you know some teams come out uh, under overwhelmed, others are you know ready to go you may be able to catch a team flat-footed and take on a team that you haven't played yet. And they have to deal with, you know, what everybody else has, um, has gotten accustomed to. Uh, We have uh, Caleb Merkstrom. I love Joe Thornton and his presence with the boys, but honestly the game has passed them. He's such a liability speed wise out there. Do they just want Joe Thornton? Like again, he came on the scene. he He played with Matthews and Marner. Collected some points in the early going. Mm-hmm. Are we losing sight of why Joe Thornton uh, is, is on this team and on this roster?
1: When Joe Thornton was signed, nobody expected him to be on the first line. Everybody thought he's gonna be a fourth line guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the beginning of the year, they were playing him on the first line. Marners Marner and Marner Matthews wanted to play with him. Uh he was effective. He got hurt, he comes back, he was effective, still effective. But now where is he? He's on the fourth line. That's what the expectation was. I, I, you know, now he has not been scoring. Uh, you know, they're there, they have this makeshift line with him, Kerfoot, and Spezza. Um, I thought yesterday he played a little better because w- he had more ice time. I mean, let, let's face it, I mean, this is not the Joe Thornton that won the heart trophy. This is the Joe, this is a 40 year old Joe Thornton. He still can provide something. Mm-hmm. They brought him in for his character they brought him in because he wants to win he doesn't he's never been a fast skater i i think you know people are saying well they're gonna put riley nash in the lineup in game one of the playoffs you're gonna put a guy who's never played a game who's coming off a knee injury into the lineup in game one instead of a guy who's played for your team all year they're not doing
0: thornton's also played 180 playoff games
1: right right And, and i i i believe subconsciously Thornton is basically conserving himself because Mm -hmm. I think you're going to, not to see a completely different Joe Thornton, but I'm saying you're going to see a throttle wide open Joe Joe Thornton in the playoffs. You know, right now this is the dog days of the regular season. So really, I mean, I I just can't see him like busting his ass to score a goal against Ottawa. Mm -hmm. And, you
0: know, it
1: just – I I think that they're going to give him an opportunity in the playoffs. And if he plays like this in the playoffs, when it matters, then they have a guy like Riley Nash, who they think was a good enough acquisition, uh, a good enough reason to acquire because they played against them twice in in the last few years, then he might get an opportunity. But Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons, these guys have been warriors for the team all year. They're going
0: to play and they're going to start in the playoffs. If you're writing up a a story about uh, an iconic franchise in a, Half a century long slump with young superstars uh, emboldened by a group of veterans. You would all of the names that are on this roster right now. Those are the names that you would put into this story. Mm-hmm. It's true. Like, you, you know, Simmons and Spetsa, uh, Thornton, <laughs> Thornton Spetsa. So the, there's the, the hometown feel. John, or Joe Thornton, the biggest or sorry, my apologies. Uh, John Tavares the the biggest free agent signing in the history of the game Matthews the big American star Martyr, the 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 guy who you know it's everybody good, yeah, yeah the guy who continues to everybody you know had always doubted but he always rises above and and exceeds um, you know the expectations this this is a this is a really really awesome group it re- it really is I and looking at the roster it's a lot of fun and guys that the Leafs um, would have considered foes for so long now apart of this organization really it the 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 eclectic nature of the the team and uh, you know its pedigree and its capability really really intriguing just just a few more minutes anything else you want to add and we'll get out of here on this sneak show
1: yeah well um first i, I think the addition of ben hutton was a, a very welcome addition for mm-hmm. those who fear were fearful of seeing uh marty uh marty norris trophy winner marinson as the first option uh ben hutton's a solid uh defensive defenseman he's never going to score a bunch of points um I, I do like the fact that this organization um they, they didn't subtract other than bear bonoff who was barely playing and they gave him an opportunity to go someplace and stay in the NHL. They just added to the group and they added people of character. That this is apparently a very tight knit group. Uh, they they get they get along well with each other. They don't want to mess with the mess with the chemistry of this team. You know they've added a, a felino who uh, you know sounds like he's anxious to come in and sure. try to win a Stanley Cup. And Hutton is a good guy and Riddich is a good guy but they're also getting guys who are con- c- going to contribute, and that was important. So I, I give kudos to, to Kyle Dubas. There's no guarantee that it's going to work. They could come up in the, against the first round against Montreal and lose. And it's, yeah. you know, Carey Price stands on his head or Shea Weber knocks Matthews out of the game or something like that. It's you know, There's no stamp to the conference fi- or to the semifinals this year. They're, it's going to be tough to get there, but they're the most prepared for success
0: than they have been in the
1: Matthews-Marner era.
0: And they have uh, the essence of the group won't change. Uh, if the team goes all the way and wins the cup, players are going to fall off and um, the uh, the organization will acquire more talent. If the team shits the bed and loses in the first round or just doesn't win, the, the, core, the core group will stay the same. Um, yeah. You may lose a big one, but bring a big one back. And that's... That's um, reassuring and comforting to know that while Dubas has changed his tact when compared to seasons past, it's not as if he's uh, going for broke and if the team fails, I mean, it's it's a bet all or nothing and then it's back to the drawing board. This team with its core group and the players who have been signed to a longer term with 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 you know some room under the ceiling in terms of their um pr- production uh possibilities uh, that these guys are going to be together and this team should be contending for for a considerable period of time now the the big concern
1: right now and it's an ongoing story it just evolving over the last few hours is that the Toronto Marlies have been shut down Mm -hmm. for shut down for a week because someone in the, on the team and they're not going to specify or at least they haven't specified yet is COVID positive. Mm -hmm. Um, Now that is a concern because as we know, the Marlies and the Leafs practice in the same facility, although they they're separate. Um, I've been to, the Ford Performance Center. They're on one sheet. Mm-hmm. And, or or they practice at, at Coca-Cola Coliseum, um, but they practice at, at uh, the Ford Performance Center, and so do the Leafs. And Robertson was with the Marlies less than a week ago and got called up and has played two games for the Leafs, and they've isolated him because yeah. – now, he hasn't tested positive or anything like that, but they're just being extra careful. And on the heels of what happened with the Canucks, and uh, today, uh, Phil Grubauer, the uh, Avalanche starting goaltender, he's uh, COVID positive. You know, this is something that is a big concern. I mean, you can get derailed by an injury, but your season can get derailed by a massive spread of COVID, and we've seen that happen with the Sabres. It's happened with the Canucks. Canucks it's happened with a few other teams. And let's just hope that, uh, you know, they're – everybody's being careful and everybody is uh, doing the right thing to stay safe and stay uh, negative.
0: It is surreal. Last year, venturing into this great unknown Mm -hmm. in hopes of at some point seeing the light and getting back to normalcy. Here we are a year later and Ontario's in a, a lockdown. Um, the U.S. was decimated for 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 months and months and months, and it appears um, you guys are, are turning the corner with with vaccines. and And Ontario and Canada, we were looked like we weren't home and cooled, but we had things under control. And now, it's and warm. now this. I just I, I'm I'm again I've used this word. I'm exasperated by by all of this. I can't imagine how um, the OGs and converts feel, and you know the the players and you know people. Uh, wanting to excel in their craft and put on a show and be a a part of something that is pounding through this pandemic. And then, you know, it's a pain in the ass for
1: sure. Well, I mean, it's a a lousy situation and, you know, I'm not going to start getting uh, and talking about the situation in Canada, but uh, the NHL and okay. I understood at the beginning of the year, the NHL not wanting to establish a precedent of jumping in line, so to speak. You know, people were, Mm. people are dying out there. People who are 65 or older, they weren't getting the vaccine. So they deserve to be first. And now in the U S and most places, it's everybody can get, can get the vaccine in Canada, right. From what I understand, it's 55 and over, but the NHL has to be concerned about their business and their private, their private business. And I know that there would, the Canadian teams, the last thing that they would do is take away from the supply of vaccines in Canada. That would be a, that would be disastrous. But honestly, if I'm the NHL, I buy the vaccine from uh, you know, Pfizer or Moderna or whoever, and I ship it to the seven Canadian teams because they can, you know, they need these teams to not, get infected they need these Mm -hmm. teams to be vaccinated and i don't think that would that would raise a crap storm in canada because we're they weren't taking it away taking away from some from other people Mm -hmm. this is something you know this is i mean this is potentially destabilizing i mean god forbid if something uh happened in the playoffs like happened in the ncaa tournament uh last month where a team was supposed to meet another team and they tested positive and they were out of the tournament If if all of a sudden if all of a sudden Edmonton or Winnipeg everybody tests positive their season's over with that the team they play against is probably going to get a bye to the next round that's the only way that you can do it
0: Uh I don't want to get overly philosophical and you'll have people going well that's it's just um, an organization with money pushing itself into um, you know into the conversation about you know uh, who who should have the vaccine and who sh- who shouldn't, and what the you know what's the hierarchy, what's the priority? At, in this at this stage of the game, um, you know I, I'm open to hearing everything because it's just such a it's such a pain in the ass it re- really is, and people have lost their lives, and I'm not trying to minimize yeah. the suffering uh, and the loss uh, and the anguish uh, that others have felt to to and and me sound like a big baby or suck because of what's mm-hmm. going on. I, I'm just again, I'm exasperated. I'm frustrated. Uh, I, I, I just, I thought we would have had the, not the pandemic licked, but under control by now. And, and uh, it seems like that's not the case. Uh, we'll leave you with this Enzo, the commissioner, Mike's favorite. I think the Leafs have a solution for the PP, but they're not implementing it until the playoffs of so other teams can't scout it enzo you I mean I mean,
1: enzo, I mean that's that's sort of like an NFL mentality where where they're you know teams will not open up their playbook in the preseason because they want to save it for for the regular season and and maybe the playoffs maybe I buy that but
0: I don't think they're signing up for 2 for 38 I mean <laughs>
1: You know what I'm saying? It's like, I mean, the, like the, the the power play last night against Calgary.
0: Just, Mike, just again, and I'm interrupting and I apologize, but I can see it and it's, it's not as bad uh, as when we were just doing audio. Yeah. Um, do you think the Leafs not doing well on the power play has something to do with the uh, repetitiveness of the schedule and the teams they face night in and night out?
1: Well, it's tough. It's really tough for. I mean, these two. Te- think of it this way: the pro scouts for the seven Canadian teams only have to worry about six other teams instead of thirty. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't think they're going over video with a fine tooth comb and saying, "Okay, this is how we prevent this guy from doing this," or "This is how we prevent the power play from scoring," yeah, th- of course they're doing that. So it's you know it's going to be much more difficult and the good thing
0: about not doing well in the power plays we we don't have a faction yelling at certain players for only scoring with the man advantage well yeah but I don't know I just had I had to bring that up uh David Haina Cal Morale will 85 Batman 2778 Caleb Merkstrom dyslexic Joe Shedler uh yeah you guys we appreciate it uncle blue hat amazing ronnie smith ash we love it thanks guys for for being here the sneak show i like doing these sneak shows to see th- uh, how the devotees I- interrupt their evenings doing all kinds of stuff to um join us uh, for for the show uh, we'll be back again here in the very near future no combo tomorrow i'm busy mike's busy uh, but certainly on sunday and maybe before that who knows mike have a good one buddy thanks norm